0: You better believe it. It's the week that was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480, WHBC.
1: Where do you find this music? I love it. It's awesome. It's our Motown Saturday, which is always the same. All right. I can get down into Motown. I know. That's what we have. That's my favorite music, so that's what uh, Sean plays, and I love it. We are, I'm so fortunate, so glad to have uh, in studio Thomas West, a good friend, uh, a great public servant. Just won re-election. Congratulations yes. on thank, that. Thank you so much. Well-deserved. Thank you. And you know, I, I mentioned earlier, I mentioned last week, too, Stark County was really a pretty red wave. <sighs> Say it. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, even from... Uh, you know a statewide ticket yeah. Renacy and everything yeah. it was it was a red wave it came through wave but in spite hard. of it you were fine yes. and and I think it's because and I have I have uh, my feelings on that is that you are not an R or D I mean you are a D yeah you're a Democrat you're running a Democratic Party but you don't serve that way no I serve the people you really yeah. do and you always have yeah and so people don't see you that way. Just as they don't see Kirk Shering that way, they don't see Scott Olsaker that way. Right. They don't see those people that way. So I think, and, and so I think people voted on who is a, who is a servant. Who's going to do that? Well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, I, I believe yeah. so. <laughs> Thank, I, you. I Thank wanted, you for that. I wanted to get into um, the many things, but I think we'd be remiss if we don't start out with talking about Alan Shulman. Oh yeah. Yes. And his passing on Friday. As long as I have been in Canton, Alan Shulman has been a major part of the political scene. Very much so. And in Canton, he is—he was a philanthropist. He was uh, uh, a great attorney. hmm and he was always on the city council or president of city council and, yes, and yes. gave so much mm-hmm. of himself to the city. You worked with him personally yes, I did, yes. for many years. Yes. Was this a shock to you? I mean, he's
0: been sick for a while. Yeah, it was a shock because, uh, you know, actually I just learned yesterday, of course, as I was uh, here this evening, my wife had said something to me. I was like, what? We were on our way to the movies, and, mm-hmm. and they, she had told me. Um, but, yeah, Allen is uh, going to be truly missed in the city of Canton uh, and, of course, the state of Ohio. There's no place you go that someone doesn't know Allen and, you know, all the work that he has done, even in the democratic process, and the political process. But Allen was a good man. I mean, he put his money where his mouth was. You know, uh, he was a man who, uh, if he believed in you, he, he would support you wholeheartedly. You know, his ad always says, you know, a lawyer on your side, mm. and he literally was a person that was on your side. If he liked you, he was on your side, and he would work through and, and, and get things done for you, you know. And I think on city council, he lent itself to the people, too. You know, as a, as the president, as a council president, he, you know, he was really had his hands in a lot of things with all the council members, got to know everybody individualized. You know, it wasn't just... You know, I'm a Democrat, and this is what was right for the city of Canton was right for City Council. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think Alan was able to express that in ways that other people couldn't. You know, can, can, he can't be replaced. You have certain people that you yeah. that you uh,
1: that are in positions that are part of the community that when.
0: You you just don't plug and play when right. you come down when it comes to Alan Shulman. Right. Well you can strive to try to be someone like an Alan Shulman, but I'm gonna tell you what, there was only one Alan Shulman. And I'm sure that a lot of people would say, you know, he was a very passionate, kind man, uh, but he also made things happen in the city of Kenton, even behind the scenes, without credit. Uh, you know, and I think just recently, uh last year, a year before last, we honored him at the Martin Luther King Commission because He's done so much, even for the African American community. He didn't care about your race. He he really served the community, and uh, you know he's truly going to be missed. Yeah. And you know my heart goes out to Chrissy and the family and and all the people that was close to Allen. You know because right now, um, people are shook up about this, yeah. and I'm sure that um, you know I just I ask God to give them comfort right now in, in their time of need. Absolutely,
1: I um. It's it's hard to move on from that, but yeah. uh, but I I I wanted you to talk about him, and we want to. I mean, I I I just I can't imagine Canton without the name Ellen Shulman. Yeah. Well, um, and
0: I don't, you know, and I'm gonna say he set such a leg- legacy. That I think Alan Shulman's name will always be around, Ken. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I just believe that even Shulman Associates, he's gonna they're still gonna go on, they're still gonna thrive, and I I, I just pray that our community some, does something big, for an Alan Shulman. Yeah. yeah, and
1: that's really all you can. We we all we all pass on. Yes, we do. We all move on. Mm-hmm. The 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 one thing you could ask is, did I make a difference? Yes. Did I leave a legacy? Did I touch some people mm-hmm. and i I think absolutely uh his family can take a lot of solace mm-hmm. from the from the- uh, the point of he lived well, yeah, he lived his life well he has and that's a that's a big deal and that's really any any of us can ask for that's true that's true i i want to uh mm. we're, we're going to take a break real quick, and when we come back, I want to get into. Some of the issues going on, some of the issues you've been working with. Um, I want to talk about issue one, too. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. So we'll get into that. We got so much more with with Representative Thomas West, forty uh, ninth district, um, and we're going to get to that when we come back right after this.
0: You'll be excited to hear it all. It's The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480, WHBC.
1: That's for Thomas West. (laughs) Because this is early Michael Jackson. Yeah. Jackson 5. Yeah, this is baby Michael Jackson. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. It really is. But he was still amazing then. Um, We're continuing with Thomas West, and I wanted to get into... uh, First thing I wanted to get into was all right. I'm being transparent here, okay. And I said this last week. I voted for issue one, okay. I voted my heart on this, and the reason that's I vo- interesting, I, I, okay. The, the reason I voted my heart on this is because I truly believe that that the system is broken, and you and I have talked about that because I almost believe I almost believe we should legalize all drugs
0: okay
1: all right i'm not sure how that all works but what we're doing now doesn't work there are too many people in prison there are too many people whose lives are over because once they're convicted of a of a felony then suddenly uh housing oh yeah jobs training voting everything is taken from them so the chance of them ever escaping What they just left when they went to prison isn't going to happen. Right. Second thing is, so our incarceration rates are incredible. We're building more prisons. Mm -hmm. And we're still the second in the country in opioid deaths. Right. So it obviously isn't working. We're just incarcerating people and people are still dying and the drugs are still flowing. Exactly. So I voted for issue one. Because, first of all, Ohio Constitution allows us to do that. Right. Secondly, I I thought it would force you and the legislature mm-hmm. to make it
0: work to do their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I voted for it. Okay. Well, and I tell you what, and and I've I've come out and and I've come out and said that issue one was a the right diagnosis, the wrong prescription. And one thing about issue one, uh, and, and I said that because when you talk about the, the right diagnosis, yes, all the things that you just mentioned is accurate. You know, we do have too many people in jail that should not be there, that should be in treatment. We have too many people on little little minor charges that are still stuck in there, and then what happens is the community has to deal with those social ills, their family members that are now in foster care and all these other things. There's a huge price that we pay each and every, each and every year. I mean, you talked about all the social issues, but there's a cost to this. $67 and some odd change uh, per inmate. So you're paying $67 a day for that person to be in jail. That equates to somewhere in the neighborhood of $23,000 each year for that one individual to be in jail. Wait a minute. If you give $23,000, okay, and you take that $23,000 and you put that $23,000 in that person's pocket in their community doing some work, I don't care if it's filling potholes, I don't care if it's cleaning up neighborhoods, whatever it is, it's a job. It's a job. That will replace that whole uh, need to have a drug. A lot of people are on drugs for various reasons. Some people are on there for medical reasons, but other people are there because you know what—they're just down and out, and they want to escape it all. That twenty-three thousand dollars job would be able to help them move forward, versus me paying twenty-three thousand dollars a year for somebody to sit in jail and do nothing. And not only There's that, something wrong with it's that. a family destroyed. Des- family destroyed. A father's gone.
1: And, uh, a mother's gone. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden they're. Not
0: productive and and likely will never be, be productive. productive. Right, exactly, exactly. And and you start looking at that. So when you start looking at the cost, you're looking at one point three billion dollars, one point three billion dollars a year for uh, us to incarcerate these individuals in the in in, in the prisons. So what are you going to do about it? Well, I'll tell you this because uh, I um, think legislature.
1: I said if we mm-hmm. don't do this, if issue one fails, the 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 predominant well, issue one did fail. It did fail. Yeah. But I said before this, this is why I voted for okay. it. Because I said if it failed, the legislature would say, okay, that's done and it would be on the back
0: burner again forever. Well there's several layers to this. There's several layers to this onion and one of the uh the layers is this. You have the judges who are sentencing people and their, their disparities in their, their sentencing? So you and I did the same thing. I got a hundred years. You got ten, right? I mean, I'm just using that number. But is, and, and a lot of that is racial. It is. It is. And um and I'm not saying
1: they're racist. I'm, no, no. Let's not do that. Right. Right. But but they are. I mean, let's look at the population. It's predominantly for the population of our country and our and our county. The the population in our prisons
0: is way, way up. The ratio is way above way the population ratio. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Well, and I think that's that's why it, it requires movement on every level. It requires movement on the everyday citizen to say, this is not okay. It is is on the judges to say, you know what? Okay, yeah, you guys brought this forward uh, and you made it a constitutional amendment and you wanted to take discretion away from us. No, well, maybe now it's time for the judges to step up and say, let's change this. Let's challenge the state legislature to do something, to act, because there's a lot of bills right now in the House. Me and uh, Amelia Sykes out of Akron just presented House Bill 555, and that's a retro sentencing act. So if somebody was in jail for marijuana, let me use that for example, it becomes legal. So through legislation, it became legal. And now they're not sentencing people many years for, for that drug. I'm just using that as, as an example. Um, then people that are in jail then could apply to modify their sentencing, okay, and get it reduced. And that's not the only thing. That's for all types of things. Tell me if legislation comes out. Why don't you do this? What's that? I would challenge you to do this. All right. Why don't you take
1: all the concepts of issue one? We did. all the concepts of it because i talked to i talked to a guy up in connecticut connecticut put basically legislated issue one into the connecticut laws right great success exactly great success so it was everything that issue one was except it wasn't a constitutional
0: amendment okay so why don't you just take the full issue one and legislate it. And legislate it. Yeah, and that's what we we've, we've challenged LSC to do. Uh, when is Who's she- that? I'm sorry? You challenged? Uh, uh, sorry, LSC is our legislative branch that deals with our, um, when we have a concept, we send it down to the okay. Lawyers Legislative Service Commission. All right, got it. And what they will do then is they'll go ahead and dissect it and then put it in l- legal form uh, for us to be able to introduce it. So we are moving forward uh, with that through uh, concept, and I'm sure there's probably other people that's dropping concepts as well. Uh, so we will, we have dropped that. That's already in the place of. So they're doing the analysis on it. Okay. We wanted to take out all the major dis- divisive issues. Uh, you know, the like I said, it was the right diagnosis, the wrong prescription. Meaning that you don't want to take out the discretion of the judges, but you do want to hold judges accountable for their discretions, and that's where the people comes in. The people elect our judges, and therefore, they need to be able to hold the judges accountable for the sentencing. If there's disparities in their sentencing, then, you know, step up and say something about that, and it comes through voting. Well, right now, judges are just interpreting the law and enforcing
1: things and making judgments based on the law. If you change the law, the judges
0: will change their sentencing. Yes, could be, definitely. But, But what... What was different about issue one was that would have made it a constitutional, would have made parity for everybody. And that's what, that was the beauty of most people that say, you know, that fought for the constitutional amendment. Cause remember, this was the legislature didn't do their job. Right. Okay. And of course, judges did the, kept doing the disparity thing. So what happened in, in my head, is the people stood up and said this was enough. And then they got backing from somebody like you know Mark Zuckerberg through Facebook or whatever the guy's <laughs> yeah. name is, and that's how all of it works. And it's a lot just, of conservatives. Yeah. Exactly. There was it wasn't just a Democratic right. issue. This well, this is an issue that affects everybody. And It affects your pocketbook. I mean, so this is something that we have to address. Uh, I'm willing. I'm on, I'm on board to, to help fix it and and push it forward. But of course, you know, I'm not in leadership. Right. It's going to require a bipartisan approach, and it's going to require us to move forward on this. And I'll tell you the same thing that happened with Issue 1, uh, not last year, the year before last, with the prescription drugs. Right. We took that, and we dropped it, and we have House Bill 479 holding PBM's pharmacy benefit managers accountable. It's the same thing we're going to do with Issue 1. Okay. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that, because I think it, it absolutely is necessary. Right. And then House Bill 555 actually also is... Um, one of the, the 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 issues that come under issue one.
1: Okay. Yes, it'll be interesting. We yeah. When we come back, I want to get into some of the things that you've done. Yes. There's a couple things that just happened. I think. Oh and, God. And Lame duck. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that too. Lame duck, and then what? What's some other issues that that, that are going to come up? I I think, I, I honestly think the legislature should attack issue one. Hmm. That should be one of the primary focuses in the next full GA, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. General Assembly, yeah. See, I don't know these That's times. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to continue with Thomas West right after this. Like a fool, we were in break too long. But now I'm back, and I'm still strong. Signed, Silton delivered. I'm yours. <laughs> Tom, we're continuing with state representative Thomas West good friend great public yes. servant um I, all right let's get into first of all i want to ask you this state legislature's funny because very funny you can switch and it keeps good people in office so i mean even though oh, we you have term houses, limits yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. right now if people don't know Scott Olslaer is now in the House. Well, he will be in the House in January in yes. January and yes. Kirk Schuring will now go to the Senate, Senate in january okay and that
0: and that keeps and as as long as the voters continue to vote for them, but yep. they Kirk was termed out of the House, right. so he had to move either in that office or another office or whatever he wanted to do right uh there's a number of people who are leaving the, the house because of term limits mm-hmm. uh you know i'm i'm gonna tell you what I, i'm not i used to be for term limits uh but you know what in the state house it really is a bad idea because you have no historical knowledge there yeah in the state house uh once you start you know like your first two years i mean i've, I've like i said told people i got 24 bills out there okay some people don't even get a bill passed in eight years hmm. okay and it takes that long then you're you, after six years you're termed out so that in last year you're not going to get a full production from that legislator because now they're looking for their next seat or what they're going to do next or they're going to go to a job in the private sector uh, but in this situation where you know uh, representative uh, Shuring and representative olslager who has historical knowledge who you know knows that place inside and out it, it really um even though you know some people may not like it um in some ways it does serve us
1: well it, in many ways because of the people they are exactly and because of scott olslager and, and, and Kirk Sherman, because yeah. they're they they care about the people
0: i'll give you an example yesterday and uh kirk and i brought forth uh, 715 a uh, house bill 715 uh, we did another partnership and we uh, got 24 less than 24 hour notice of this is gonna we had to have sponsor testimony in committee so we went uh, I woke I uh, went there and I had two sponsor testimonies at the same time 10 o'clock uh, in the morning at two different locations <laughs> so Kirk and uh, so I went in the one with Kirk and we were we were presenting and they had a lot of questions Uh, but Kirk knew the bill very well and he knows how to navigate through the bureaucracy that exists there Mm -hmm. right so it's one thing to be able to put forth testimony it's one thing to put forth a bill it's another to be able to navigate it through the bureaucracy that exists yeah okay so to have somebody there that has the historical knowledge uh, like Kirk and and uh, I always tell people to come up and take a look and see what people do and then that way you know if you have a good legislator or not, yeah. Uh, but in that case, he knows the history. He knows how to navigate, and he can also educate the people that are in committee because mm-hmm. they're they're there. They're still new. Some of them are still new there. Uh, so who you have there at the state house, you have uh, you have your aides who's probably been there longer than the legislators, and you have um, you know of course uh, your legislative service commission people and your lobbyists. Okay, they know the history. And therefore, they're educating all of your elected officials that come up. Why? Because they're new. Mm-hmm. And they're still trying to learn the system and learn the different bills. And so and you need
1: the before. people. It's like having a veteran in the clubhouse at a baseball hey, team. Hey, if you're
0: going to war, you better have somebody that has some history. And I and get that. Now, I, I will say that at the state level, I agree with that. At the federal level. No, you got to get some of them, some of those people out. Yeah. yeah. And you. I'll say this, too. And I want to say this very clearly. Um... I'm all, i am all need more Democrats there. I need a balance of government at the State House. Mm-hmm. I don't need a supermajority over that state house. What you need, need is more people like need. you though. Oh yeah. And
1: more people like Kirk who are there to serve the people
0: before the letter in front of their name. Well, you know, when we went back and when we went back to uh, secession uh, after a long campaign, right? Um, the first bills that we brought up was Stand Your Ground you know, the heartbeat bill, all the uh, right to work, all of the divisive bills that separate, you know, legislatures versus pulling people together Mm. to work on issues that affect everyday citizens. And these are issues that are far, you know, far right, not, not moderate bills. Uh, so then that's how it's hard to us for us to come together a lot of times because you're bringing up these divisive things versus bringing up the bills that are really uh can move communities forward. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah. It's really true and that's not good. Right. And that's that, not good. But but I'll tell you this. Uh and, and going forward, one thing I'll say about me, I can speak for myself, I can't speak for no one else, that uh, I will always be there for the people. Uh whether a right issue come up or a left issue come up, we're going to be able to bring uh, some uh, legislation for, as long as it's meaningful and impactful for our community.
1: As long as it's the correct issue. Exactly. I um, so sp- speaking of that, um, the you have a bill that is getting
0: passed, I believe, correct? That got passed. It got yeah. passed. Yeah, it got passed through the House. And uh, what what 518, was this? House Bill Five Eighteen, and that's to give county auditors more flexibility. As you probably know, the foreclosure crisis of 2000, mm-hmm. uh, we're still dealing with that here, and we're still dealing with it throughout the state, where there's a number of houses that continue to hang around the community. Uh, nobody and, owns them? Uh, nobody owns Well, they went through the sheriff's sale once, they went through the sheriff's cell twice, and then the state took over, and the state then uh, forced the auditors to sell them at the end of the year. Right now, currently, they, they can sell them one time a year, and it's usually at the end of the year on the courtyard steps. My bill gives the county auditors a little bit more flexibility in allowing uh, the county auditors, my bill, and Representative Greens, I asked him to join me on it. And um, that bill will allow auditors to be able to, to have the same parity in the city as they do in the county, uh, where they can hold properties a little longer for economic development purposes, One of the issues in Canton, you know, I know when I was a Ward two councilman, I was trying to do a housing development in in, down over on um, Walnut and Cherry area. And it was so hard to be able to gather the properties to be able to get it to the private sector to build houses, Mm -hmm. right? Because every time somebody got a whiff uh, that you was gonna do something, they started cherry picking and taking land and next thing you know, you don't even got enough land to be able to build a nice uh, complex. Hmm. And right now with the city of Canton going through its comprehensive plan and their planning and all around the state, people want to move their communities forward, but they can't. Their hands are tied because of this process. Now auditors will be able to do, um, will be able to get these properties into the hands. They can do several um, sheriff sales. They can hold property for economic development purposes and so on and so forth. And then
1: the auditor then, the the county would then hold onto those
0: properties without giving it land, away to the state. Land banks. Land banks could hold onto those properties. Okay. It, it gives more flexibility for land banks. So it gives the land bank a little bit more um, flexibility to be able to use these properties in economic development purposes. Okay. But furthermore, it allows it cleans up our neighborhoods by tearing down these houses uh, that are there and then put or putting these houses in someone's hand to be able to rehab them and put them back into use. The time has has come for us to be able to start taking care of all of these abandoned houses, and this legislation will help do that. And it's passed. It passed the House. It is now, oh, No, no, it passed the House. Now it's going on in the Senate. My goal is to make certain that that bill gets attached to something else to get through by the end of the year. I can't promise, but... That's my goal. Isn't that amazing how you have to attach it and figure out where it goes? Well, you know, it's Christmas time, and they say lame duck is all about Christmas time. So you may have a bill that you're so passionate about that you want it to have its own name, but it may end up being attached to something else. So, you know, my goal is to make certain that our bills that we put forward, uh, it's not about you know personal gain. It's more about getting these bills done for the people that uh you know sent me there to get these things done. And you know me. what that's, that's that's so it's brilliantly common-sensed. <laughs> I mean it it's it's perfect. And why didn't someone do it before? It's amazing. Well, you know, I don't know. I can't speak to everybody, but I can tell you that that's my goal. Yeah. And 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 working with Kirk, working with Old Slager to get it done, uh working with other people and and we got a new uh guy uh Reggie uh that will join us in January. We have four legislators in Stark County, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, those four legislators got to work together at the state, because it's four against the other 95. Sounds like you do. <clears throat> well, and yeah, we do. We do. We do. Yeah. We do. And I just say that, because, you know, before, you know, we had the tag team thing there, and we had uh, old slager in the Senate. Um, <clears throat> now we'll have four on deck that I know that I can work with.
1: Good, good. We're going to continue with Thomas West. Um, right after this and talk about issues going forward. Things that you are passionate about. Want to see done. A lot of things. Besides issue one. (laughs) Stay tuned.
0: Don't sit this one out. Here's Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC.
1: We are continuing with Thomas West. We're going to wrap up some of the things now that we've talked about a lot of things in an hour. I know. But there's I, so much going on. I know. So what? What is? What is a? What are the priority issues you want to tackle?
0: Come January with the new legislature. You know, I still want to go after, of course, healthcare, making certain that it's more affordable for people. That's a major issue yeah. uh, in the state of Ohio and continues to. And I've had uh, some success with uh, Representative Lips, uh, with going after the middleman to reduce people's prescription drug costs. Um, there's still a lot of issues that are on the table, and we're going to continue to work on some of those issues to make certain that um, people are getting affordable drugs uh, for their health care issues. So that's one thing, and I I can't speak to all of the details of of what we're going to do in January. don't want to show my hand. Okay. uh, But the reality is uh, we will be bringing it forward to uh, let everyone know uh, shortly, in short order. Uh, We've had conversations with him yesterday. Uh, to make certain that we solidify everything. So on day one of January, we'll be able to uh, drop those bills. The other thing is, is criminal justice reform. You just spoke about issue one and how issue one continues to plague our communities in ways that most people don't know. Politicians for years have always said, lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. And then that got votes. Right. The reality is lock them up, lock them up, lock, lock them up means more money in your pocket. And then these people continue to be you're continuing to pay for something versus rehabilitating people and getting them back in productive uh, society. I just believe that criminal justice issues are going to play a big role uh, in the state of Ohio in the next couple of years. Um, there's things that come up every every G.A. surprises is what I call them. And I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of surprises, especially when it comes down to sports gambling, when it comes down to 777s. Oh, seven, yeah. You know, I got a lot of my seniors saying, what are you gonna do about these 777s? Seven, seven, we like them. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm not mad at them, you know, because it's a, a recreational activity for them. And, you know, they should be able to have that in my head. And if we can have casinos in big cities, we can have 777s seven, seven, in our area, as long as, again, people want it. So that's something that I wanna fight for my senior population uh, specifically. Um, oh, yeah, my mom can't live without her slot machines going, <laughs> going to <laughs> the you. casinos I mean. <laughs> and stuff. <Yes. laughs> my mother either, by the way. <laughs> my mother's a, a fan as well. I'll put it that way. But I but I tell you, you know, and and those are the things that we, we need to make our communities. Making certain local government funds are returned. And, you know, I don't know where the line stands on that. I believe that we can release some of that money to come back home for infrastructure issues that we need to address Infrastructure is a major problem in our community, especially in Northeast Ohio, where our weather is ridiculous. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so I, you know, I just replaced four tires on my car, and it's not just been driving back and forth from Columbus; it's from hitting potholes. And <laughs> now I gotta go get alignment and get alignment every year when I shouldn't have to do that every year. You know, right. there's something that we got. I mean, that's a lot of money going into our cars. infrastructure is important and we need to make certain the dollars are coming back here and that's one of the things that we're going to fight for going forward Uh, so those are three top issues i would say probably off the top of my head how's it going to be with working how do you predict working with uh mike dewine you know i i don't know mike dewine personally i met him once uh at a reception um but i you know what like i said before if there's anybody in office I, I don't care if you're the severest right okay, or the severest left uh, I'm going to try to find common ground and work with you uh, so my goal is to uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you know Mike will be true to his word and try to move Ohio forward um, so I can't speak to his personality and but I'm sure that he'll want a good record and want to have to you know do right by the people yeah. the citizens I would hope Absolutely, You know, I think we all go into office wanting to do good and we all have different mindsets. I just want to shed a little light on, you know, there's uh, Stephanie House said something this week and she was on major news all around the state of Ohio because she brought up the issue of race around a, around Stand Your Ground uh, 228 bill. House Bill 228. And that's a real divisive bill because uh, in the African-American community, people are. They, they, a lot of African-Americans feel that their people are threatened by their very existence. Mm-hmm. Stephanie House said that on the floor, and she mentioned, uh, about, um, she mentioned the people that sponsored this. They represent districts that's like 96% uh, white, mm-hmm. and their constituency is far different from hers in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay? So she was just saying, pretty much breaking it down to everyone, they shut her speaker off. Really? Yeah, because they said that it was, uh, and the speaker had said that she called them racist. She didn't. She was just speaking to, she said their name, and she said they're, they're um, you know, they're- uh, They're from white communities. They're from communities that have high percentage of white population. And she was breaking each population down and saying, now listen, how are you, if you are me, and you're you're threatened by your very existence, And she brought up herself and she said, you know, many people are here are afraid of me Hmm. in the state house. And then people started laughing because, you know, uh, Stephanie has a different way about herself and uh, people are afraid of her. But the same thing happens in everyday life. There's African Americans that walk every day and I was uh, just going up on Cleveland Avenue and an African American, and I know he was mentally ill or homeless and had issues and he was going up to people's car. Could you imagine if that person came up to your car, you're frightened, right? Yes. You're frightened. You don't know this guy. Oh, he's coming up for some change. Well, if he was white, I'd still be frightened if he was coming up to could my be. car. Okay, could be. But but right now, in most places, there's, there's people that, there's a guy on McKinley Avenue, I gave him a job during the uh, campaign, holding my signs up, because he was asking for change. And then I said to, uh, but there's guys that go up to people's window, and that's not, I'm not advocating they do that. But that bill, if they're threatened, they can shoot that man, and he had no intent to harm that person. That's a good point. Okay? So, and I'm not trying to get on a gun issue or anything like that. I'm just saying that those are some issues. I hope that this GA and I hope that our community can start talking about these racial issues in in more ways than... One, I mean, it's not. We, we just need uh, to talk. We need to talk. But you don't need to shut off microphones. You don't. <laughs>
1: because that's a, that's like saying, okay, we're not going to talk about race, you and I. Right. We're not going to talk about uh,
0: anti-Semitism. We're not going to talk about these things. Well, that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. And I and let me say this. I know that the speaker is not racist. I know that. Okay. But one thing I do know is I'm just hoping that he will be open to the dialogue and the conversation and really look back on what actually happened Yeah, and you know it was about race and some people get threatened when you talk about black or white I mean when I put on my Facebook if I say something about black people think that I am or if I say something about the black caucus they think I'm just advocating for black people
1: no yeah. no no well, people know you know yeah, that's not right. true but the, <laughs> the, the people who want to divide they will they yeah. will they will but the people who want to bring together Thomas Thank you so much. Thank you for
0: having me. I appreciate uh, it.
1: Always, you're oh, welcome. Yes. Anytime, you know that, and and good luck with all the things you're putting through. I know you're putting them through for the right reasons. We are very fortunate in this county to have uh, you, Scott Olsaker, in this in this northeast Ohio area. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Kirk Shuring, Janet Creighton. Glad she got reelected Man. again, and. Um, uh, we're we're very fortunate in this area to have you especially well thank you and thank you so much for being here you got to listen to this speech i will at the 10 o'clock hour that arlen Culler gave right he is an amazing young man and he puts yeah, he it is. so well I, I would invite you to listen on your way home or whatever i
0: will i will thank you so much thank you and thank thomas. you take care thomas west